all that matters is how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself. Um, and that quote just always comes back to me. It's like, no matter, no matter what's going on, all that really matters is my relationship with myself. Um, because everything else is a reflection of that. Your business, uh, your relationships, like everything in life is a reflection of how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself. And so reminding myself of like, when everything feels like I'm at the lowest, what I need to go back to is how do I feel about myself? Where is my relationship with myself? Do I feel like my best friend or do I feel like my worst enemy? Uh, because when I'm at my best in my business, when I'm at my best in the, just in general, every single day, it's when I'm just following through and I feel the best with myself. Welcome back to the Happy Positive Energy Game podcast with me, your host, Luke Anning. And I hope all of you beautiful people are feeling bright and warm. And if not, that is exactly why we are here today. I have got an incredible guest for you guys. I've got James Bracken. He is the host of the top 1.5% podcast, You Can Too podcast. And he helps entrepreneurs live with more intention and create a life on their own terms. So James, welcome in my friend. How are you doing? Luke, I'm so grateful to be here, brother. I appreciate you for having me on the show. It was a blast. When you came on, everyone loved that podcast that we did on mine. So I'm excited to be here, man. Oh, exciting stuff, dude. So I want to dive into into the depths of this podcast. So I feel like everybody's got a past and there's sometimes some darkness there. But I'm curious for you, James, what's the darkness that led up to where you are right now? Oh, I love that. That's a great question, Luke. Um, I think some of the darkness that kind of led me to this point was getting to a point in my life where I really was reflecting on even wanting to be here, to be completely honest. Um, and so to give it some context to that, I lost my father and uncle both at 37 years old, um, which at a young age, it didn't have too much of an impact on me because I didn't really like, I wasn't conscious enough to realize the impact that was going to have in my life. When How my old grandfather were you then, passed, by the way? My, my father, when he passed, I was six. And when my uncle passed, I was probably 10 or so. But my grandfather passed at 66. And when he passed, that's when it really hit me um, because he passed the year he was going to retire. And that kind of pushed me down this path of like, dude, like I do not want to be doing a job my entire life just to not be able to enjoy my retirement or whatever I decide to retire. Um, and I think that creating a life that I don't have to escape from is something that like inter I internalized young. And I think that was a part of the darkness that I felt like life was just continuously happening to me. All of the men in my life just passed away. and kind of put me in this position of why is this happening? Um, and then when I started asking, how is this happening for me? It was when my life really started to to make a difference. Mm -hmm. mm. So when you help other entrepreneurs step into being intentional, how does that work in reference to where you've come from? Like what's your sort of guidance process with people? For me, that process really looks like getting clear on why they're why they want to work with me to begin with um why they're at this position where they want to make a change because i think way too often it kind of reflects on why i got into coaching and, and everything to begin with was like why are you here why why do you want to make this change and, and what deep down inside of you makes it so that you have to make this change i think that like we talk about so much like there has to be some urgency behind why you why you're being here um and then figuring out that why is the first foundational step to start living that intentional life that we we want to move towards mm -hmm. mm. why do you think it's so important to start with why like why for the why why for the why i think 
why for the why because as you know entrepreneurship is the 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 least closest to easy um we can make it simple but and that's that's a lot of what the coaching with me work looks like but we have to start with a why because 99 percent of the time you're not going to feel like showing up it's like the gym like there's a lot of days yesterday was leg day for me i did not want to show up to the gym but i had a why for showing up and i did so the same thing goes for entrepreneurship or just being a high achiever in its entirety like if you want to move forward in your life and start living your life with more intention you have to have a why for showing up or you won't um, you won't show up long enough to be able to create the results that you want because everyone especially in a world where there's just so much information we have an overstimulation of information nowadays i mean we're always looking for that quick fix or that dopamine hit to be able to take a step back from that create that patience but also really realize like what's my long-term vision here um, and then getting clear on that makes it a lot easier to follow through on the daily habits that that create that result Mm. So let's say somebody's right at the start of their journey and they've never ever sort of built a vision. Like maybe they're, they're like super great with the, the vision, but you know, when it comes to actually integrating it, making it easy, they've got tons and tons and tons of ideas. They've got loads of things going on in their head and they're just not really sure how to formulate that and make it easy like you do, right? How would you step somebody into making it easy? Making it easy looks like breaking it down. So like there's a, I think Gary Keller talks a lot about it and it's like the one, three, five. So the one, three, five looks like one broad goal that we're trying to reach. Let's say a year from now, you want to have a six figure business. That six figure business is going to break down. into three small um, main categories that you just have to focus on. So maybe that's marketing, maybe that's um, outreach, and maybe that's like something else, something else, the back end, the delivery of it. And then breaking those things into five strategies for each and every single one of them makes it a lot easier to break down one big ginormous goal that looks scary into daily habits that we we follow through on. So it's just finding a way to break down what we want to accomplish into what does that look like every single day? Because um, a favorite quote of mine from Robin Sharma is that our daily habits are in direct proportion to our deepest belief about ourselves. And the reason that most people don't achieve the life that they want or they don't reach that goal that they want is because they don't break what they want down into actionable steps that they follow through on every single day. Because if you show up one day and the next day you don't show up, there's a way that you view yourself that matters the most. You only have one reputation. If you break that reputation, then it's really hard to keep keep showing up. Mm. Yeah, I follow that. So I'm curious with the reputation side of things, when's a time when you haven't followed in with your reputation how did that affect you and then what was your path away from that i think that a time where i wasn't showing up for myself was just like my morning routine is 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 huge for me it's not even a routine it's really just my like the habits that i follow through on every day so one that just has to happen is meditation and if I find myself not showing up for my meditation, I know that I'm not really being intentional with my day because how I meditate is how the rest of my day is going to go. Uh, it, just, it just starts off with that. So if I'm not meditating, something's off. Um, so figuring out, like, again, it's like simplifying the process. Like way too often when we get in a position where we feel like negative or we don't feel like in alignment, it's likely because we're avoiding the things that make us feel like we're in alignment. And it's funny because it's like, okay, I'm in a bad position, but I'm, I have my screen time six hours. Um, I'm not going on walks. I'm not meditating. I'm not reading. I'm not doing the things that actually makes me feel good. So it's going back to those things. And then also just casting, like creating proof. Like it's like, I'm not going to feel good if I don't have proof to back up why I should feel good. So it's just creating mm -hmm. proof. 
Mm. So James has got this really cool thing you do at the end of your podcast. And I think there's a lot of traditions, there's a lot of different podcasts, and you ask this question, which is, what is a belief that you're currently unlearning, right? So I want to flip the script a little bit for you. So like, what's a current belief that you're unlearning, James? Mm. Now I understand why guests like sit there for a minute because it's tough. That's a tough. That's a tough question. You don't really think about it until you're asked the question. Mm-hmm. I think a belief that I'm currently unlearning is. I think it's a. It's maybe it's not a belief, but it's an ideology that I live by, and it's just kind of like erasing this idea that I should be somewhere else. Um, starting off, like we joined the same coaching program. I was 17 years old. I was the youngest person in the coaching program, but I still found a way to compare myself versus other people in the program. Like I should be somewhere further along. And the ideology that I should be somewhere further along identifying with my mind, with my ego, has only put me in a position of scarcity, of lack, of, of shame, of guilt. And so that's a really big uh, thing I'm doing this year is like my word of the year is surrender. It's being able to surrender to where I'm supposed to be and realizing that where I am is where I'm supposed to be. So I think that a belief that I'm unlearning is that I should be somewhere else. Mm. Why do you think that is? I don't know, I think I have high expectations for myself and having high expectations can lead you down a, a slippy path and mm-hmm. being able to disconnect from that um, is really important. Right. Yeah, I hear that. It's kind of like, there's an old quote that I read, or at least I talk about it a fair, fair chunk of time, that it's like expectations will ruin your life, but I think at the same time when you have standards, like standards and expectations are different. But entrepreneurs, as a general, always have high, unrealistic expectations of themselves. Like, you could box off everything that you wanted to do on a Monday, and then you expect that exact same output, if not more, on the Tuesday. And then when you don't do it, it's that all-or-nothing approach, where like one thing goes wrong, you collapse, like on the Tuesday, you start crashing on Wednesday, maybe you crash on Thursday, you bring it back up on Friday, Saturday, and then something might go wrong on the Saturday evening, and then you take a day off, and then you're back into the swing of it again. It's just this like repeating cycle of all in, not all in, all in, not all in. And I don't know if you've ever found that with people that you've worked with that they kind of have this all or nothing approach that pulls them back. And then, you know, it just goes like a little bit like a roller coaster. Thousand percent. Uh, that's where most people start working with me is, is in that position. It's like I'm consistent for a week and then the next week I haven't showed up at all. So figuring out exactly as you said, they're like figuring out those standards that are they're not too high to the point where like you can't show up for them, but it's it's simplifying the process. It's always like say it's like we have to simplify and then amplify. It's like what can we do every single day that we're that we need to follow through on? How can we simplify the process and then how can we amplify that so that we we just cast more proof? Confidence comes from proof. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that that definitely is and. For me too, like for everybody, I think that that's definitely something that's difficult. Being able to uh, something that a lot of uh, people that come on the show they they answer with like what belief am I currently learning is that I am not like my work because a lot of people that come on are are entrepreneurs or there's something in that capacity and being able to unidentify with like my self worth is attached to this goal, especially when we're in content, we're doing like our worth can be defined so sim- so easily defined by our numbers and when we when we're able to detach from that uh that's when life starts to get enjoyable and we remind ourselves that this whole thing is a game Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So, at the moment, I feel like many people in this personal development space kind of are absolute lovers of quotes, right? And I think a quote can really hit home, not just from like a small standpoint, but from like a an overarching theme. Like, for example, quote that I live by is, I don't do my best, I do what is required from Alex Hormozy. But I'm curious for you, what are three quotes that resonate or have massively landed for you and why? Yeah, I got two uh, that, that come up immediately. The first one is just like a quote. I heard it and I was like, this is my favorite quote. It's going to be my favorite quote forever. Um, it's by Tom Bilyeu. And it's that all that matters is how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself. Um, and that quote just always comes back to me. It's like, no matter no matter what's going on, all that really matters is my relationship with myself. Um, because everything else is a reflection of that. Your business, uh, your relationships, like everything in life is a reflection of how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself. And so reminding myself of like, when everything feels like I'm at the lowest, what I need to go back to is how do I feel about myself? Where is my relationship with myself? Do I feel like my best friend or do I feel like my worst enemy? Uh, because when I'm at my best in my business, when I'm at my best in the, just in general, every single day, it's when I'm just following through and I feel the best with myself. Um, I wouldn't say this is like a top three quote, but it definitely came up for me when you were speaking. And it's that um, a man has two lives and he, the second one starts when he realizes he only has one. Um, and I think that that comes up for me because of all the mortality I've seen in my life. And like realizing that I only have one and like really truly internalizing that fact was like the point in time where I was like, I gotta start. Ma- I gotta start making moves. Like something has to start happening because I'm only here once. And seeing people pass before 40 years old multiple times is like, I'm 19, but I feel like I'm so much older because of how much I had to like mature. I feel. And from starting my coaching business at 17, I feel like I've lived another life from starting at 17 to where I am now because no personal development or like consciousness or anything in that realm was even wasn't even conscious to it. So being able to step into that and uh, how much have my life has changed within two years, like it's crazy how much is going to change within the next 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think what was coming up for me then was an uh, incident when I was 10 and my grandfather passing and I wasn't allowed to go to the funeral. And I remember at the time just the utter resentment that built up whilst I was a, whilst I was a kid in that, in that process. And when we, when we, analyze those like five core wounds right you've got like abandonment judgment betrayal um rejection and i think there's another one but i can't remember off the top of my head but like that betrayal wound came up but what happened over the next course of the years is i had to actually learn to forgive my parents for that they were trying to protect me right um i had to learn to forgive myself for things along this road um because you do only live one life, so what's the point in holding on to things like that? But I'm curious for you, what's something that you've had to forgive yourself for that was challenging? Um, I don't know if this is like in alignment with what you're asking, but something I've had to forgive myself for is like, um, I guess you could say quitting to some capacity. And it's, I've changed my perspective on what quitting looks like. Um, and Mel Rob, I watched a video of Mel Robbins that she was talking about this funny enough, like after it happened, but so I was after high school, I was not going to college. It just never made sense for me. Never stepped foot on college campus to this day. 
Um, mm-hmm. And so I was going to become a real estate agent. And I was the youngest person in Keller Williams. Like, I, I always find myself to be the youngest person, everything I do. And it's funny because the, the chatter is like, oh, you're behind. But mm-hmm. um, so youngest person in Keller Williams was with the team, had the entire course like already completed. All I had to do was just wait for the, my, me to turn 18 so I could take my exam. And when I had the opportunity to invest in the coaching program that we both purchased, it just made so much sense. I was like, this is where like the ideology of like, you only live once kind of just jumped in front of me. And I was like, dude, this is exactly what feels aligned to me. I knew I wanted to start a podcast. Mm -hmm. I knew all these things. I knew that I had to find some accountability to push me out of my comfort zone and making that initial Mm -hmm. investment was because otherwise I was just going to stay where I was. So I think forgiving myself for quitting, but really seeing it as like, it wasn't a quitting experience, but it was more of a pivotal moment. Um, because I think right. a lot of people have this negative reputation that comes to quitting. But I think that realizing that what felt right for me in the moment was my intuition and it wasn't fear um, that popped up for me. I think that letting myself have a different perspective or at least changing my perspective on that experience, uh, especially since there's so many societal like expectations that are placed. Um, I think that's something that I, I forgave myself for. So the so somewhat the space of you being behind, like this belief that you've been behind, is is sort of what you're forgiving yourself for. For sure, yeah. Okay, got you. Thank you for clarifying. So, James, with where you're at now, what do you think has been as we're stepping into 2023, like what's been something in your mindset that has shifted when comparing yourself to 2022 version of you? Um, I've had a few people on the podcast and it's, I'm so excited for like what the podcast is going to come for the, through, through 2023. And the reason I bring that up is because I've been able to ask people questions that like, I've just always wanted to ask, like having you on the podcast and asking questions to you, like, based on what you've achieved has given me a perspective on like what I want to do throughout this year. So I guess a mindset shift that I've taken into 2023 is this ideology that it has to be either or I'm letting go of, of this all or nothing mindset. Like I can do this or I can do this, but it can, but it can be both. Um, But also entertaining the idea that like this year is just going to be a year of surrender and action. So it's like less expectation and more letting things happen as they're supposed to and on identifying with how they're supposed to be, but also mm-hmm. taking more action. And then in result of that, results just come. Uh, so I think that mm-hmm. that's, a, that's something I'm really intentional about this year, that last year I maybe have stayed in my comfort zone a little, a little too much, I guess you could say. Mm. Yeah, and I appreciate you being open about that. So when I was thinking of this podcast, I thought of a really great question that is really in alignment with with what I do now. So James, what does happiness mean to you? Mm. Happiness means to me, I think happiness is so fleeting. So I don't, I don't like, I'm, I I live with like Alex Ramosi, like he talks about, he doesn't think about happiness. He just does. Um, But happiness means to me, that's a tough question, man. I think happiness means doing what, I know my future self is going to thank me for. Um, Because regardless if I feel quote unquote happy in the moment, um, I know that doing that is acting in direct proportion with what my values align with. 
And when I'm acting in true proportion to what my values uh, stand for, I think that that makes me happy in the long run, regardless if that requires some discipline or some things I don't feel like doing in the moment. That's what makes me happy, for sure. Mm-hmm. A quote, um, a quote that kind of like reinforces that is what Tony Robbins says: is "Happiness equals or progress equals happiness." So like I, I, I like progressing, doing that, and 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 even if it doesn't feel like progress in the moment, but knowing that I'm I'm striving for it always makes me feel good. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and on the topic of values, what would you say is your your number one value if there was a number one value, right? That's tough too, man. That's tough. Breaking that down into one. Um I don't know why kindness was the first thing that came up for me. Mm-hmm. But I my a lot of my values align with Gary Vee's values, like empathy, kindness, compassion love like all of those just come up for me because we're in a world of like the news is all negative like on social media there's comparison there's so much negative if i can just spread some positivity to someone and just give them a compliment like regardless if i know them or i don't just makes me feel so much better and i know that Mm. uh hopefully it made an impact on them so i think that kindness i mean we're all here for a reason i think my reason for being here is to let other people know that they're supposed to be here funny enough um so mm-hmm. i think that that aligns i know that was a uh, not one but that's what comes up for me <laughs> that's cool too yeah i think whenever people are going through their values i talked about it on a podcast uh back in gee when was it, it must have been december um there's so many different areas of your life that you could have values, right? We've got business, yeah. we've got the environment that you flourish in, you've got your relationships, you've got um, your family, your friends. There's there's so many different areas that you can categorize values in. But I think if you're listening to this and you're like unsure of what your values are, I would just say like, hey, like it's no, it's no stress, but being in alignment with your values does give you such an alignment, like it's such a fulfilling feeling. So. With that being said, James, if there was a value that you really wouldn't align with, what would it be and why? I don't know if this is a value, but can I can I uh, maybe a, a quote or an ideology that people live by? And maybe that yeah, sure. maybe not a value. This is what came up for me was because I've heard it a lot: is that if you're not growing, you're dying. I do not align with that. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Um, I, I think that that's something I don't align with because, again, like it, what losing a lot of family taught me young was not only that I have to like live a life and I have to have urgency and like I need to start living my life with more intention, but it's it helped me get really clear on the kind of life that I wanted to live. And I seen my father, well, I didn't see my father, I don't really remember my father, but I seen my uncle and my, my grandfather just work their life away, like really barely getting to spend time with their family. And mm-hmm. If, if they're spending time with their family and not working, you could say that, that they're they're dying because they're not moving forward in something. Um, mm-hmm. But I like the ideology that like, I, like I'm working with intention when I'm working and then when I'm not working, I'm able to completely step away and really enjoy uh, that time that I'm not working. Again, it kind of goes back to the ideology of um, all that matters is how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself. And so if I feel good about myself, regardless of I'm making quote unquote progress, um, that's that's the that's the kind of life that I'm trying to live. Mm. Yeah, I think it comes comes down to um, 
it's, it's a challenging paradigm for some people because some people are like, hey, like I'm sacrificing time with my family so that I can build an empire or so that I can build what I want to build. But then when you get the reflection from the child, the child oftentimes was just like, yeah, I wouldn't have cared about a bigger house. I would have just wanted more time with my parent. Yeah. Like that is, that's all I wanted. So I think it's a really challenging paradigm for people when, especially like when they have kids, and I can't speak from experience because I don't have kids, but I spent time with my business partner and she had kids. It's, it's, a real, it's a real challenge to get that balance, quote unquote, right, so that mm-hmm. you can have everything that you want as well as they have everything that they want. I think this is the, this is the aspect of life, right? There's always going to be a balance. There's always going to be a circle. There's always going to be a feedback loop. There's always going to be the decisions that you make that are going to benefit you or don't benefit you or move you forward with one relationship but move you away from another relationship and I think just as long as you can continue to make those decisions from a place of like your heart and your gut and not from like your head and and trying to chase something that is maybe irrelevant um, I think that's kind of a really great way to live at least how I would look at it so absolutely So, James, I'm curious for you. I know we talked about dark side earlier, but on the lighter side of things, what really lights you up in this world? Like, it could be part of your business, it could be part of, like, your personal development, but, like, what really fires you up? Like, what's your source of energy? I hate to say it, but podcasting, man. This this, this shit gets me on fire, man. It's, it's, it's weird because when I joined the program to become a coach my main intention was to become a podcaster. Um, and it's, it's, it's funny to say that because I love coaching. Coaching's definitely on there too. Like meeting with clients and then seeing the impact that we can make with like working with the client. And it's, it's just insane. I was just working on some testimonials on, and I have them in my Instagram bio now, but like going through that and then listening back to hearing their experience working with me and what we've been able to create. It's like, I know, you know, that feeling, there's nothing more that makes you feel alive than that. Um, Mm -hmm. but podcasting, like, it just it lights me up. Like one, I'm 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 creating content, so that's great. Uh, I'm helping other people by asking questions that I think that other people would want to know. And like we're mm-hmm. deconstructing because a lot of people look at like this person has had so much success, but they don't see what got them there, uh, where what beliefs they had to unlearn and what beliefs that they had to adapt to get there. So going through that process, mm-hmm. uh, it lights me up inside because I'm like, dude, this is this is gonna this is gonna help so many people in in the future, and it, it is now. So that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I think oftentimes as entrepreneurs, everybody's everybody's stepping forward, 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 forward. But that aspect of reflection is actually one of the most important pieces. And sometimes for an mm-hmm. entrepreneur, because they're running away from their past a lot of the times, it's like, I don't know an entrepreneur without like a a story of some sort, like without a transformation that helped them move forwards, helped them drive them forwards. But I feel like oftentimes there's there's this fine balance between running towards something slash being pulled towards a purpose, whatever that is, and then at the same time um, actually reflecting on that. Because otherwise, like, I I know so many people who, like, things just fly by. Like, they don't... There's no... There's no reflection ever on wins, and there's just constant more, 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 but it's like a never-enoughness. But with what you do with James, if you had somebody who was in this constant chase for something that 
wasn't fulfilling them and, and they were living without intention, they were just chasing, 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 what would be maybe a three-step process that you would walk them through? Yeah. Um, I would say first and foremost, if, if anyone follows me on any like social platform, I probably post so many times I post going on a walk. Um, because growing up for me, sleeping was like one of the toughest things for me. I couldn't, I just couldn't stop my mind from ruminating. It was just so, so hyperactive. Going on walks allowed me to not only build my connection with myself, but allowed me to get that solitude that so many people need to be able to reflect. So first step, go on a, like a two hour walk without any kind, without your phone, without anything, and just allow yourself to be with yourself. Um, secondly, I would say journal about it. Like get some really good questions. I know Luke has amazing journaling questions. Like we've dove so deep into this kind of stuff and journaling about like what you truly want in life and then diving into that and like forcing yourself to seriously ask that question, ask yourself why multiple times straight. Like, uh, so like, let's say I want a six figure business. Why? Well, I want, I want the freedom that I just didn't have growing up. Well, why? Well, I seen my mom and I seen my, my, my family just suffer and not really be able to have that experience that I want to have and be able to do what they want when they want. Okay, so like, but you see how the process goes here. It's diving deeper into why. And I think not nearly enough people stay surface level and that's why their problems stick around. Um, so figuring out why they're feeling that to begin with, what led them to that position and then and then the way they want to live with intention moving forwards um, is second. And then I would say third is like talk to someone. Like I know for me, talking to someone about like, what I'm going through, if there's, if I'm going through a rough patch or like say a coach or a mentor or just someone, maybe it's an accountability buddy, like having someone just speaking to someone about what I'm going through and then having them express their external perspective and just ask me more questions to dive deeper into things. It just gets me like, it gets me to take a different perspective on my own thoughts. Cause way too, way too often we take our thoughts really, really seriously. Um, so I'd say first go on a walk, Secondly, uh, journal about it. And then third, talk to someone about it. And, and we really don't have to overcomplicate the process. I think that that's why most people just continue dealing with the same problems over and over. Mm. Yeah, it's a repeating pattern of just the same problem, same problem, same problem, same problem. I love what you said mm -hmm. there. Okay, so James, like I said, there's a, there's a final tradition that I have on this podcast. And really it's because podcast transformed my life. Um, from a nutshell of being in the car, hearing it from being in a relationship that didn't work, from then ending the relationship and three weeks later quitting my job to work in a passion, my first passion-led job, to then where I am now, right? So I'm curious for you, if there was a version of yourself, and it could, it doesn't need to be necessarily age, but spiritually emotionally physically financially like whatever that is the was kind of on the fence right now about their transformation and they were feeling limited they were like oh i know i should do this thing or i'm feeling this pull to do this thing and i'm just like not stepping into it what would be a message that you would want to spread towards that person like what would be the energy that you would want to fuel into that person right there it's the it's the whole overarching reason why i started my podcast is that you can too and it, and it sounds it might sound silly to some people like it's it's very like uh silly to some people but i think that like living through that energy like if you've seen someone else do something and the, the easiest way to explain this is roger bannister 
multiple years ago, no one believed that a four minute mile could even happen. Like it just wasn't possible. Uh, and that's what everyone said. It just wasn't possible. And then he did it. And then multiple people did it weeks after that. And it's like, okay, so if someone could, you, you probably can. And most of the time, we're not, most of the time people are stretching their vision for what's possible based on what they've seen for other, for what's possible for other people. And so if other, if other people can do it, what stop, the only thing that's stopping you is the belief that you can't do it because belief drives behavior. And if you believe that you can't, you're not going to behave in ways to make it happen. So I would say if someone else has done it, and even if someone else hasn't done it, the ideology that you can too is the only way to live. Uh, because anything else is just you're living in scarcity mode. And as we know, scarcity only lives within your mind. The world is abundant. So having that mindset towards things and realizing that if you take the leap, it's going to be uncomfortable. There's going to be a lot of resistance there. But if there's fear, that's there probably means there's the intuition telling you and it's pulling you towards that thing. Um, mm -hmm. So that's what I would tell them. Mm. Yeah, I think that I think the quote lands hard, James. I think there's a really powerful end to this beautiful conversation so james i really appreciate you taking the time out your schedule to come over and drop in for this podcast where's the best place to reach you yeah uh instagram at james bracken iv um and you can find me on uh the you can't see podcast on any platform uh youtube in, um spotify apple Podcasts. i'm on all the places but those are the main two sweet stuff appreciate you james so with that said for everybody listening, we really, really appreciate you coming onto this podcast, listening in and taking some notes, hopefully. So with that said, we appreciate you listening in. Keep moving forwards. Don't ever stop. Have an awesome, awesome day.